Happy Sunday, everybody. Today is two weeks out from my marathon at Houston. Um, I got to tell you, I've half got my eye on Houston. This this, this podcast is about my journey to try and make um, Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Um, And actually, Houston would count towards that because the qualifying window is now open. There's no, that's no accident that was planned. Um, We thought this was a good opportunity to put a time on the board early. Um, And and I think that's really important. Like last year, I um, ran Houston Half Marathon. I ran 63-16 and um, it it really just put me in a position of strength. World Half Marathon, for example, was in March. And, and although it can never be official, I pretty much knew I would be in a good position to be selected for that team. Um, and so that's like the, the idea. There's a lot of things can happen in January. If I run a pretty solid marathon in two weeks' time, it puts me in a really good spot. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Um, it means the next 18 months, let's say, could be... Um, it could just be a lot different because you could be going to a marathon like London, for example, in April, and and you already have a pretty solid time, so you could just be going there to race um, rather than seeking a time or rather than worrying if I don't like if I don't get this one right, it's it puts me under pressure for the Olympics. Um, now I think a lot of guys will seek out the quicker marathons in September um, the Berlins the Frankfurts um, and, I, and I think that's totally cool to do that's what they're there for um, but of course if you don't if you don't achieve your goal at those ones or if you get sick or if you get injured in the build-up you're just putting more pressure on yourself going into 2020 so I think that's I think that's really cool that in two weeks' time I can almost already um, put a really solid mark on the board. Um, that said, I am shitting my pants. I I really dislike this next two weeks. Like, I just it's like it's like my body has been like a beast for like 16 weeks or four months and then it gets to the last two weeks and you you feel everything like you feel your calf you feel your quad you feel like am i coughing a bit more than usual like it it's a really tough time um but that's the sport that's you you got to learn to get better at dealing with these next two weeks and and having certain little coping mechanisms remind yourself that it's just nerves remind yourself it's just emotions um remind yourself of the 14 weeks of training you've just done don't overdo things don't try to make up for lost time it is two weeks to go start fresh from here do what works for you in those last two weeks search back to when you've had a good result and perhaps replicate something like that it's good for the brain it's good for you too um so today's podcast is a little bit different i want to talk about um parents parents coaches and i guess like relationships with athletes and not not in a sexual relationship way i'm talking about like how coaches and parents help um either encourage or discourage or um and and how how i guess like i think my relationship with my parents um a long time ago i probably would have thought um my relationship with my father um back when i was a a kid running i might have thought that that was like hindering my success and how over time I learned that it's probably the reason I still run and I think I'm as tough as I am. Um, 
And so if we go way back, um, let's say we go back to Stephen Scullion being like an under 15 boy or an under 17 boy. Um, honestly, I, I just didn't care about athletics. Um, I didn't want to be a runner. I wanted to be at home with my friends. I wanted to be, um, messing around with the kids in the neighborhood. Um, and, and I was a, like a, I was wild. Um, I was a really, um, emotionally driven kid, um, had all sorts of problems. I, I don't know how many times I got sent from home from school fighting. Um, I'm sure the police have brought me home a few times to my parents' house for fighting or for being too drunk and messing around. Um, I once had a police officer break my rib, threw me on the ground, broken rib, handcuffed. Um, I, of course I swore at him, um, I'd been in a fight with four or five fellas um, because my buddy had went into their house party and they didn't like that. Um, and and actually a week later, I went on an altitude camp with Ireland um, and they had they were K-taping my broken rib. Um, I had raced the Belfast half marathon on that broken rib and believe it or not, the police officer that like was dealing with the situation was on the lead motorbike. And he called, he called me a day later to tell me he thought I was lying when I told him I was a pretty good runner. Of course, I won and it was all fun and games, but I was wild. Um, I'm, I'm really good now. And, um, and this is where I would thank my dad because he, he essentially could probably see, it wasn't hard to see that I was pretty wild and, and that at some point something might have went wrong. Um, I mean, things did go wrong. Like I, I ended up in hospital a couple of times, like broken nose, bottles broke over my face and, um, stitches galore, whether it was head, whether it was hands um, broken fists, all the rest of it. Like I, I had a lot of problems. Um, and, and, it, and it was just emotions. I couldn't, someone spoke the wrong words to me. Someone bumped into me and I, I just trip fused. And I, and I used to think that was me being tough or this animal side, you know, and it's not, it's, that's you being like, like, I don't know. You just can't handle your emotions. It's different. It's not tough. You just can't handle your emotions. So you react. Um, and, and, and I don't think that's tough at all anymore. I think that's pretty stupid. Um, so I hated running back then and my dad would always like force me and um not really force me but yeah he probably did force me that's a that's a fair comment um and I, and I hated it you know and 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 in fairness if I look back now I was so spoiled my mum and dad would drive me up and down that country to southern Ireland to Dublin to Cork to wherever wherever the cross country was or the track race Tullamore they would drive me um, and most of the time I would get there and I just wouldn't try. Um, I would, I would jog around. I would probably show it in my face that I wasn't trying cause I didn't want to be there. And, and like it probably really frustrated, um, my mom and dad, um, my dad frequently would like shout at me and like tell me that I wasn't effing trying and that if I didn't like fucking try a bit harder, like I'd be grounded for two weeks or like I'd all my luxuries TV would be taken from my room and and stupid stuff like this. Like and then we'd get home and like everything would be absolutely perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> you know, my dad was really cool. Um, but but I think it frustrated him that I just wouldn't 
try and so I used to get really annoyed like thinking like how can you shout at me because I don't want to do something I don't want to do but I know that my dad's seen a bigger picture that Stephen the runner was a lot better off than Stephen getting beat up in the town or beating people up in the town you know like I got jumped by six people one night and my blazer pulled over my head and kneed in the face kicked in the face bottle smashed over my head and so I think deep down the frustration was that when you're away at a running trip or you're you're doing the running you you I never got in trouble when I was running um I fought a few times on running trips but like nothing nothing to the extent of like when I was out in the town or um and so my dad was really hard on me um and and I think parents here if you're listening like I don't know how you take that because I used to think parents shouldn't be hard on their kids like like I used to get frustrated about it like you know you can't shout at me because I don't do well or and it's not that's not the case I was never shouted at for not doing well I was shouted at for not trying I was never shouted at because I didn't win I was shouted at because my dad knew I could win and 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 it must have been so frustrating for him like and I can see that now. Let me let me tell you a story that really upset me at the time, but probably stood by me forever. Um, and it was, I think it was under 17, like in Northern Ireland Championships. And I came third in the 800 and I just wanted to go home. And so I said to my dad, hey, like, can we just go home? Um, and I remember my dad, like, he was furious and he swore and he he basically like, told me that if I didn't fucking win the 1500 like that was it like we we were done I wasn't getting any more luxuries I wasn't like blah 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 I mean and I cried my eyes out and and the gun goes in the 1500 and I just sprint and I end up winning this 1500 by about 100 meters um and and of course I finish the race and I win and I'm pissed off because my dad had shouted at me and he's delighted because he thought see you just needed a little bit of encouragement and in my head I'm thinking a little bit of encouragement like you swore at me you threatened me like and I'm not condoning that that is an okay approach but actually maybe that's why I'm good um and so it's not where I'm, I'm not going to say like hey like if your kid doesn't want to run a race like like force him to or but at the same time, like, we're far too spoilt in this world nowadays. Like, and running is not a sport to be spoilt in. Running is an incredibly difficult, complex, um, emotionally driven sport that if you're not, if your head's not in it, or you think it's okay, or you've been taught it's okay, like, if you don't feel like trying today, that's okay. That is. You know, that is nonsense. I, I, I cannot agree with that approach. And I, and I hated my dad at the time. And I mean hated. Like, and I've told him this. Like, I talked to him about this one night. And, and that was fine. That was the kid. But now that I'm an adult, oh, I thank him for it. I, I could thank him for that every day. Like, my, my, my dad specifically, he, he, he just taught me right and wrong. Like, you know, your parents drive you across the country to across country and they're doing it for the right reasons. Put some bloody effort in, you know, like these guys are the ones supporting you. Later in life, far less people will support you and you'll be so thankful. Um, and, and I think that's really important. Um, really, really important. Like I, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know where I'm drawing the line with the best approach. Like there's, you can cross a line, but you can also, you can also end up just not encouraging your kids enough to try, you know, and, and, and you need to try the, the, how do you know if you're going to be good at something if you don't try? Um, and I, and I think that's really, really important. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how helpful that'll be. Um, I, th- I think it's okay to like, I don't know whether it's like, if you, if you, if you bring your kid to training and you bring your kid to races and you can tell they're not really trying. Um, but perhaps they were in a similar situation to me that you think it's good for them or maybe that's better explained. But then I wouldn't have listened back then. There's no way I would have listened. I didn't want to hear it. Um, it's only now that I'm older and maybe like four or five years ago, I would have looked back and I would have thought, you know what, that, that's the best thing ever happened to me. Like, what's the worst thing that happened? I got shouted at a little bit. Big deal. You know, like far worse things could have happened. Um, and, and we're talking like life and death here, you know, like when you're messing around in like estates and, and getting into all sorts of trouble, like anything can happen. Um, and so, so that's quite an important message. Um, now on to like coaching. I, I've, I've had quite a few coaches, mostly I think because of my tripping emotions and and how i would just react poorly to maybe coaching advice or what whatever and and it actually reminds me of when i was in america and i was this 18 year old kid that had just got to america and and like just wouldn't listen you know things like this and and i don't it's not it's not the coach's fault right it's i i was who i was and anyone that knew me back then, I was really hard work. Um, probably still really hard work. Um, but anyway, like my my advice here as an athlete would be be adaptable. Most coaches probably have a way they like to do things. But given that the sport doesn't have heaps of success between junior and senior, this is where sometimes coaches can be adaptable and help an athlete get to the senior level. Think of it as, I'm going to change a little bit for this kid now because he needs it and he needs me to change or he might just quit and never come back. Change a little bit, get that kid to senior. When he wakes up and he matures a little bit, then you become his coach, his proper coach. Maybe you're just like his lifestyle coach for a couple of years. And and it's just to keep athletes in the sport. I see a lot of athletes just... Like I said, I was really lucky to have really supportive parents. Um, and so even when America fell through for me, I went home and I had these really supportive parents who were really on board with me still running. They seen something special that for a long time I didn't see. And and I can only thank them for that. Like, And they really seen something special. And, and I think that was their frustration. Um, they, they seen me... When I didn't want to run and I've retired many times, they've probably seen me just wasting away, doing nothing, getting in trouble. Um, but then when I'm running, they've seen like bits of success, glimpses of success. Um, and, and I think they really seen the potential that I didn't see. They, I mean, they thought I could achieve anything if I just applied myself. Um, and they probably weren't wrong. But this is a, this is a really important message because the gap between 16-year-olds and let's say 22 the dropout rate is far too high. And and it's okay for coaches to think less about performance in that time and think more about 
keep these athletes in the sport. And I know a lot of parents and athletes think they do that, but put more effort into doing that. And, and you're, we're going to see far more athletes just stick with it. Um, and I think that's really, really important. Um, but running, running is equally, uh, when I went to St. Mary's camp in 2005, I don't know, I don't know if I've already told you this guys, but I, I had Mick Woods yell at me. Um, I, I, I trained so hard that week and, um, it got to the Thursday and I was just wrecked, but I still tried to keep up. And then when it started to get tough, I dropped out and he, I think he said something like, yeah, you Irish are all the same, just quitting all the time. And, and I was, oh, I was fucking furious. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh my goodness. And, and oh, I probably wanted to fight him. Um, and, and so I, I jumped back in and I finished the session and he's putting his cones away and I'm still doing laps around the outside of the pitches, like, like still tempo in and and he comes and talks to me and i'm still furious i probably still want to punch him in the mouth and that's it like um mick was right like mick knew that if you're going to quit in a training session or and i I think my dad knew for example back in the day like if you're if you're going to quit in a training session you'll quit in a race and and that's that's fact um and so like that's why like if you're going to pump money and you're going to pump time and you're going to pump effort into into this sport you you got to be tough you got to learn to to deal with things when they don't go right and it transfers into life so the better I got at running and dealing with things and running I just got way better at dealing with the hard shit in life like things not going your way or etc everybody knows that everybody can relate to that and um, throwing the toys out of the pram or whatever we're going to call it um but coaches, parents, it is important to be supportive. It's also important to know that it's okay to encourage your athlete or your kid to put effort in if you can see they're not. Um, and maybe if they are the quitting type, put effort in with them, see if they're going to react well to even being, Mick was pretty aggressive that day, but it really helped me. Maybe some athletes are a bit different, but figure out ways to encourage them to, to try harder. Um, it's, it's tough because you don't want to, you don't, you want to, there's a bit of fear there not to push them away from the sport because you're trying to keep them in the sport. Um, but no, I, I don't think it's wrong to um, encourage athletes to try a bit harder and, and not be afraid to really push and commit. And um, and, and the, the better you get at that when you're a kid, it'll just feel a lot easier when you're an adult. Um, but yeah, that's all for today.